Amen. Would you please take the word of God with me and turn to Luke chapter 12. The gospel according to Luke chapter 12. I'm very grateful for the opportunity to bring forth the word of God tonight. And uh, if you have tuned in with us for the first time, I would invite you to tune back with us again this upcoming Sunday morning when our pastor will join us again right here in the pulpit. Luke chapter 12. And we will begin reading verse number 22. Luke chapter 12, starting in verse number 22. The Lord Jesus said, and he said unto his disciples, therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life. What ye shall eat, neither for the body, what ye shall put on. The life is more than meat, and the body is more than raiment. Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, which neither have storehouse nor barn, and God feedeth them. How much more are ye better than the fowls? And which of you with taking thought can add to his stature one cubit? If ye then be not able to do that thing which is least, why take ye thought for the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They toil not, they spin not, and yet I say unto you that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. If then God so clothe the grass, which is today in the field, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O ye of little faith? And seek not ye what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, neither be ye of doubtful mind. For all these things do the nations of the world seek after. And your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of these things. But rather seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. I want to draw your attention to verse number 22. And if you're in the habit of marking things in your Bible, would you please notice this phrase? Notice this phrase and underline this phrase in verse number 22. When the Lord Jesus Christ said, said, take no thought for your life. Take no thought for your life. We find this phrase a few times, especially in the book of Matthew chapter 6, where we find the similar account given. And where the Lord Jesus Christ teaches us the cure for anxiety and worry. And that is to trust in the care of our Heavenly Father. He tells his disciples not to take thought for their life. And really what, that, what he was saying was, be not anxious, be not worrisome, and be not fearful for your life, for the things which are to come. The English word for worry we get from the German word which, comes, which means to strangle. And really, that's what worry is. It is internal strangulation at the ruthless hands of our uncertain circumstances. 
So Jesus Christ, our Savior, was teaching us. He said, therefore, I say unto you, do not worry. He was saying, take no thought. Be not anxious. And he says, because our heavenly Father careth for us. This is the cure for our anxiety and our worry. And a few lessons we find here in this passage that I want to draw out for us this evening. First, we are commanded by our Savior not to worry and not to be those who are anxious. Number one, because there are certain things in this life that we simply cannot control. There are just certain things that we cannot control. Notice with me in verse number 25, as our Savior uh, expounded on this thought, not to take thought for our lives. In verse number 25, he said, And which of you which taking thought can add to his stature one cubit? And of course, the answer is none of us. And then he says in verse number 26, If ye then be not able to do that thing which is least, why take ye thought for the rest? And Jesus, our Savior, says, If just adding one cubit to your stature, if that's just the least, then why take ye thought for the rest? To us, that is a great thing if we were able to add one cubit to our stature. And of course, none of us can do that. That is completely out of our control. But to God, he says, that thing is just the least. And this speaks of God's power and might. When we find this statement, this tells us the insufficiency and the weakness of men and the great power and might of God, that we serve a God that is able. In the book of Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, the Bible says, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. We should not take thought for our lives. We should not live fearful, anxious lives because we serve a God that is able. In the book of Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 27, the Lord asked his people a very interesting question. He said, behold, I am the Lord. The God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Your circumstances today, your trials, the things that bring you to thought, the things that cause you to worry and to be anxious. The Lord asked in his word, he said, is there anything too hard for me? And we find the answer to that question in Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 17. Where Jeremiah said, Jeremiah 32, verse 17, where he said, Ah, Lord God, behold, for thou hast created the heavens and the earth by thy great power and stretched out arm, and there is nothing too hard for thee. So our Savior tells us, do not take thought for your life. Do not be worrisome. Do not be anxious. He said, which of you can, with taking thought, add one cubit to his stature? And he said, that thing, adding one cubit to your stature, that thing is just but the least to me. And there are just certain things in this life that we have no control over. Certain things in this life that we can't fix, money can't fix, our hands can't work out together. And the Lord often brings us to those places so that we would learn what it means to fully trust in him. 
And as Peter said in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, what it truly means to cast all of our care upon him. Because the truth of the matter is, we are instructed to take every burden to the Lord. Because to carry one burden upon ourselves is simply too much. Our work is to give it to the Lord. So Jesus tells us, therefore, I say unto you, take no thought. Charles Haddon Spurgeon said it well. He said, nothing in this world happens by chance. The great God who sits on the circle of the heavens to whom all things that he hath made are but as the small dust of a balance, who maketh the clouds his chariot and rideth upon the wings of the wind. That same God careth for you with such special care that he has even the very hairs of your head numbered and has put your tears in his bottle. You may therefore rest assured that even those experiences which are causing you with so much sorrow are all in accordance with his eternal counsel and decree. Tonight we can trust in the Lord. Hold your place here in Luke chapter 12. Turn with me quickly to 2 Kings chapter 3. 2 Kings chapter 3. Jesus, our Savior. And Luke chapter 12 said that this is just but the least of things. And we see that we can trust in the care of our Heavenly Father because He is able. And, there, and that there is absolutely nothing too hard for Him. And we find a great account in 2 Kings chapter 3 of God's power and God's ability. When the children of Israel came to a valley where there was no water and they were afraid because they knew that all of their cattle, their livestock were going to perish and they were going to perish along with them. So they went to Elisha and inquired of Elisha and asked Elisha to, to pray unto the Lord. And in 2 Kings chapter 3 verse 16 and he said, and he said, thus saith the Lord. Now keep in mind, they were in a valley, a dry valley with no water. In verse number 16, and he said, thus saith the Lord, make this valley full of ditches. For thus saith the Lord, ye shall not see wind, neither shall ye see rain. Yet that valley shall be filled with water, that ye may drink both ye and your cattle and your beasts. And this is but a light Thing. In the sight of the Lord, he will deliver the Moabites also into your hands. And it is an amazing thing that this great trial that they were facing, this great issue that they had when they went to the Lord through the prophet, the Lord said, this thing is only but a light thing in my sight. And when we come to the Lord with our issues, when we come to the Lord with our burdens and our prayer requests, may we always remember that despite whatever it is, it is only but a light thing in his sight. That's why we are commanded to come boldly into the throne of grace that we may obtain help in time of need because the God that we serve is able. It's interesting in this account in 2 Kings chapter 3 that the Lord said that he is going to make that valley full of water. The valley that is full of ditches, he was going to fill it with water. But he said something very interesting. Notice with me in verse number 17. Now remember, he promised, he said, he said, this, this valley filled with ditches, 
He said, I'm going to fill it with water. But in verse number 17, he said, For thus saith the Lord, ye shall not see wind, neither shall ye see rain. Yet that valley shall be filled with water. You may not see how it's all going to work out. You may not see how the answer to the prayer is going to come. You may not be able to pinpoint how God is going to work it out. But he said, even though you do not see the wind, even though you do not see the clouds or you do not see the rain, yet that valley shall be filled with water. Why? Because God is able. Absolutely nothing too hard for God. Charles Spurgeon said that God is too good to be unkind and God is too wise to be mistaken. And when you cannot trace his hand, you must trust his heart. And we can just trust in the Lord even when we don't see how everything's going to work out. Even when we don't understand his purposes and his plans. Our Savior said, take no thought for your life. Stop being worried some. Stop being fearful. Stop being anxious. And just trust and believe that the Lord is able. Not only do we see that we must trust in the care of our Heavenly Father because He is able, I want to also show you that we must trust in the care of our Heavenly Father because He knoweth all things. You can trust God tonight because He knows all things. Notice with me in Luke chapter 12, pardon me, Luke chapter 12, verse 30, our Savior says, for all these things do the nations of the world seek after. And your father knoweth that ye have need of these things. Think of that. Before any prayer is brought to God, before we ever come to the throne room of God, doesn't it occur to you that God already knows? Before we even bring it to him. Therefore, why are we so worried some? And you know, the reason why we are so worried some is we find it in verse number 29. And seek not what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, neither be ye of doubtful mind. So often, the reason why we are walking around so fearful and afraid and anxious is because we have a doubtful mind. We doubt whether God really will work. We doubt whether God is truly listening. But our dear Savior tells us, be ye not of a doubtful mind, but full trust and assurance. Our Heavenly Father knoweth all things. In verse number 7 of Luke chapter 12, the Savior said, but even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Why should we fear? I was reading a quote. I wanted to share it with you. The writer said, God is bigger than time, dates, and appointments. He wants you to move through this day with a quiet heart and inward assurance that he is in control. A peaceful certainty that your life is in his hands and a deep trust in his plans and purposes. And a thankful disposition towards all that he allows. He wants you to put your faith in him, not in a timetable. 
He wants you to wait on him and wait for him. In his perfect way, he will put everything together, see to every detail, arrange every circumstance, and order every step to bring to pass what he has for you. Therefore, take no thought for your life. Are you fearful today? Are you worried some today? Are you anxious today? Can I submit to you that our Savior calls for peace? Peace in our hearts because he is with us. Even as he was in the boat with his disciples, the boat was rocking up and down. They thought that they were going to perish, but the Savior was in the back sleeping on a pillow. And he said, why are you of a doubtful mind? How is it that you have so little faith? We should never fear we should never be anxious. We should never worry as God's people because we have the Savior with us. And also we should not fear despite whatever it is that we find ourselves in in this world, whatever circumstance that we go through. Because this world that we're living in, no matter how difficult it may be, it is only temporary. For the child of God, we are simply pilgrims on this earth. And one day our Savior will come to take us away. The Savior said, ye believe in God, believe also in me. Let not your hearts be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am there ye may be also because of that truth because of the lively hope that we have in Jesus Christ because there is absolutely nothing too hard for God because our heavenly father knoweth all things there should be no reason why we as God's people walk around afraid walk around anxious Walk around worried about what could possibly happen tomorrow. What's going to happen with the virus? What's going to happen with this? What's going to happen with a possible lockdown? Why are we so worried? So, Our Savior said, therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life. And when you begin to doubt whether or not God is going to come through, when, when you begin to doubt the goodness of the Lord, look with me in verse number 24. Our Savior said, just look at the birds of the air. Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, neither have storehouse nor barn, and who God feedeth them. And how much more better than are, are more are ye better than the fowls? And God said, if the fowls of the air are going to be taken care of, are we not much more better than they? How much more? Shall your heavenly Father feedeth you. That's why in the book of Proverbs chapter 3 it says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. So I'm thankful there's no reason why we should be afraid. I'm thankful that there's no reason why we should worry. We have a Savior who has commanded us, by the way. This was not a suggestion. He commanded us. Therefore, I say unto you, 
take no thought. And lastly, I'd like to show you that we are not to take thought for our lives. We are not to be worried about the things that occur, but rather we are to seek the kingdom of God first and his righteousness. And he promises in his word to add all of these things unto us. Notice with me in verse number 31. Jesus says, but rather, but rather than what? Rather than worrying, rather than being anxious, rather than being fearful, we should seek the kingdom of God. In another place it says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto us. Not seeking how we're going to fix everything, not seeking how... We're going to arrange everything. No, rather seeking first the kingdom of God, seeking first the righteousness of God, seeking first the word of God, seeking first entering into his presence and communing with God, seeking that first. And when we do so, the Savior says, and all these things, what things? All these things that you're worried about, the Savior will bring to pass. Therefore, Take no thought for your life. We should trust in the care of our Heavenly Father because He knoweth all things. And by the way, the Word of God teaches us that, yes, the Lord knoweth all things. He knoweth our circumstance. David said that even our down-sitting and our uprising, the Lord knoweth. He is acquainted with all our ways. For there is not a word in our mouth, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it all together. The Lord knows it all. But can I also submit that the Lord is good? He's a stronghold in the day of trouble, Nahum 1.7 tells us. And the Bible says, and he knoweth them that trust in him. Tonight, you don't know if I'm trusting in the Lord, and I don't know if you're trusting in the Lord. But the Lord knows. The Bible says in Nahum chapter 1 verse 7, And the Lord knoweth them that trust in Him. The Lord knows them that are trusting in Him in every circumstance. In the trials and the difficulties and the storms and the afflictions that they face, the Lord knows truly if we are trusting in Him. And can I submit to you that the Lord knows them that trust in Him for salvation as well. Think of this with me. The Savior came from heaven to this earth. He humbled himself. He emptied himself. God, the one who created all things. And he took upon him the form of a servant and became obedient even unto death, even the death of the cross. The book of Isaiah chapter 53 tells us that he was, he was carried as a lamb to the slaughter, yet he opened not his mouth. And Jesus Christ, the Savior, the same one who gave us this account not to be fearful and not to take thought for our lives. He allowed wicked and sinful men to take nails and to put it through his hands and feet. And a crown of thorns upon his head. The Savior who gave us this command allowed a soldier to come and put a spear in his side so that he would be humiliated upon a tree. Because there was absolutely nothing that we were able to do to get to God. All of our righteousness, all of our good works were just as filthy rags. Therefore, God had to come down. And he did so. 
and he died and cried with a loud voice as he was on the cross. It is finished because everything that was needed to purchase our salvation was done. And now we can come to him. If we would repent of our sins and call upon Jesus Christ, we can obtain everlasting life. And many of us have done so. And if we are trusting in Jesus Christ for our soul's salvation and the security of that salvation, how is it so often that we can't trust in him for the little trials that we face, for the little affliction that we go through? Oh, dearly beloved, the Savior tonight says, therefore take no thought. For your life. He wasn't. He was saying of even the necessary things that they need. He said. Therefore I say unto you. Take no thought. Verse 22. What ye shall eat. That's needful. We have to eat. Neither for the body. What ye shall put on. All of these things that were necessary. Even the essential things of life. Jesus was saying. Therefore take no thought. He wasn't saying live carelessly. And 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 think that one day everything is going to fall from the sky. He wasn't saying that at all. But he was saying, as you go in to life, believe him and trust in him and understand that he has called us to take no thought for our life. He has called us not to be anxious. He has called us not to worry. There was an evangelist called Martin Stillman in the United States. He traveled around with his wife and child often and he had an engagement that he was to go a couple states away and preach but his wife was homesick so Martin Stillman determined in his heart that he was not going to go out and preach while his wife was at home sick so he told his wife he said I'm not going anywhere because you're sick I'm going to stay here and take care of you and his wife said no you need to go out and you need to do what God wants you to do and their little boy overheard them arguing and their little boy came into the grown folks' business, as it were. And he went in between the argument of his mom and dad and said to his dad, he said, Dad, if it is God's will for you to go out and preach, don't you think that he will take care of mom? And both of them were under great conviction. And the father said, I'm going to go out and I'm going to preach. And he went and he did so, and God did take care of his mom. While his mom was at home, she came up with the words to the song. She said, be not dismayed, whatever betide. God will take care of you. Beneath his wings of love abide. God will take care of you. God will take care of you. Through every day or all the way, he will take care of you. And this is my verse. No matter what may be the test, God will take care of you. Lean, weary one, upon his breast. God will take care of you. Jesus Christ gave us the antidote he gave us the remedy of anxiety worry and fear our heavenly father will take care of us if we would simply trust him if we would simply trust him do you know that god will take care of you are you living in fear are you 
living day to day worried and anxious. I echo the words of the Savior. As he said in verse number 22 in closing, take no thought for your life. May God help us to be those that are not overcome by worry, fear, and anxiety, but rather those who heed to the words of the Master. Take no thought for your life. Are you trusting in the care of your Heavenly Father? Let's pray together. Our Father in heaven tonight, we are very grateful that in simple obedience you have called us to have, that we can just trust in you and in the care of our Heavenly Father. For our Father, even the very hairs of our head are numbered. For every person's name under this tent and who's watching, Father, you know with them. Oh Lord, we know that there is nothing too hard for you. So Father, with a renewed faith tonight, even as we would all leave this tent, may we leave this tent filled with faith determined to trust in you by your grace not to allow the enemy to whisper lies of fear and worry i pray father that you'd remove that for we know that if we would live by faith we should see the glory of god so i pray for each and every person here who's listening that you'd bless them and that you'd help them myself included to be those who take no thought for our lives, realizing that at any moment you can come and receive us into ourselves, realizing that you have given us a lively hope. Oh, Father, despite what happens here on this earth, we have a lively hope that is reserved in heaven for us, where moth nor rust doth corrupt, where thieves cannot come in and break in and, and, and steal it, for it is kept by your great power and might. So, Father, tonight... We ask you for your help. We would desire truly to lift up our eyes off of our circumstance, off of our fears, off of our anxiety. And as the psalmist said, that we would lift up our eyes unto the hills from whence cometh our help. For we know that vain is the help of man. So Father, tonight, continue to meet with us and speak with us and help us to be those that are truly those who are living by faith. For we know that without faith, it is impossible to please thee. Continue to meet with us, we pray. In Jesus' name and for his sake.